Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of, I would say, May 1st, April 30th, 2023. I'm excited. Tomorrow's May Day. I'm going to go raise my red flag out front and go go riot for a bit. <laughs> Pleased to inform you that the Sickos Committee is, in fact, unionizing, effective tomorrow. Exactly. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I don't wait, know. Hold but on. I, I mean, y'all, you're unionizing <laughs> already? Against the CEO here in the commission. <laughs> yeah, I, wait, wait, we saw, about, we saw my management special... or not. Hold up, my I, management I thought... or not. That really depends. We saw the special autonomous. announcement. Now we're we an autonomous want... collective. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. There we go. We're, we're unionizing, but commission is a part of the union. Yeah, it's yeah, a weird exactly. structure we got going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As always, I'm Jordan. I am the VP this week. I feel like of keeping up with the XFL and weird draft stats. With me tonight, as always, we've got Kamish. Our long-term hosts who keep showing up. We <laughs> have returning champions. Returning champions. We have Beth and Pit Girl, and we also have Canadian correspondent Joey. Joey, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I tried to watch the Formula One race today, and I'm not going to lie. The reason you you only saw one anti Nick DeVries tweet was because I fell asleep at one point, and I woke up to Ted Kravitz scream screaming, "What a shambles this is!" So I had to rewind to see what was going on. Yeah, I definitely did not wake up in time for that because I was. There was an F one race today. There was. Azerbaijan. I, I, I missed That's it. Why it's so early. <laughs> I didn't even know it was this week, but whatever. Yep, it was this week. Yep, you it's can... fine. <laughs> I went back and like watched the highlights. It was fine. There was nothing it, I mean, like too chaotic. It was after there was Nick DeVries crashed. There was a safety car, and then after that, it was a parade. Because it's a Baku Street Circuit. It's very yeah. narrow. It's got some like truly the ninety degree turns, like you would like take in a normal car. It's not that interesting. What if Monaco, but with with without all the trappings of Monaco? Monaco, but with one place where everyone's tires explode sometimes. Yeah, I, I will just say this: like mm-hmm. Baku, like I played the F one, like twenty twenty three video game. Mm-hmm. I hate Baku more than I hate Monaco. There the castle go. turn is like deadly. it's just no, like like I would just play the season for like you know I, I think I had the game for like a trial or whatever they have mm-hmm. for EA. And I was just like, I am going to finish 20th here. I am just going to, I'm just going to, I'm taking the 20, the 20th place. Same with Monaco. I'll take 20th. Maybe I can get like 19th on Monaco or something. But like, no, those courses, I'm done. Road courses, I can't do it. Can't do it. I have awful luck with the F1 games. My best tracks in the last games were Vietnam and then Russia. They got got very quickly taken out. Beth, how are you? Are you feeling light and carefree? I'm me again. Yay. Honk, honk. Beth did an amazing job on her senior recital. Her honks were so good. And by, se- and by senior, I mean she's going to be getting her AARP card pretty soon. So <laughs> truly a senior they, recital. They started sending me ads like three months ago and they won't stop. <laughs> they won't stop. They're everywhere. Public service announcement that you do not have to be over 50 to join AARP. You can get those sweet, sweet discounts at any age. Boy, that's tempting. <laughs> hey, girl, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, what did I do this weekend? Nothing of interest. Mesh, how are you? I'm good. Just had like a, a, a really a non-eventful weekend for once. Nice. Um, I was able to just sit and chill and, and, and watch the majority of the NFL draft. We had some inclement weather on Friday and some crazy rain. Luckily, I think we avoided the hail, which I, I still... But otherwise, really just kind of a, a chill weekend, which... Was nice. I, I'm just gonna say, I, it doesn't happen too often, but it was it was rather chill, I would say. So, what did you guys do? Because Team Turbo Power got rained out. What did you actually do instead? So we we watched the movie Turbo. Is that the one with the snail? Yes. 
Okay. The, I believe the snail is Ryan Reynolds, but I didn't look it up. <laughs> Every oh. fifth children's character is Ryan, is Ryan Reynolds, and I include Deadpool. That <laughs> is, is Ryan Reynolds. And Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti and, was and the, the friend. Like, Samuel Jackson was in this. The hell? Uh, Luis oh, Mendoza, I think, was in it, too. Hey, yeah. yeah. You know, this uh, is either Luis, very good Luis or Guzman, unwatchable. Yeah. Uh, it has a 67 yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes and a 58 on Metacritic. Do with that what you will. Uh, okay. What is the audience score? Do they still have that? I don't know. I'm looking at the Google like pop-up thing. Okay. Please hold. But, like, it was really weird because I could I could see Paul Giamatti just taking the role of this snail like way too seriously. Like, <laughs> like he was over the top, like panic snail in this movie like, like john adams level of preparedness for the snail seriously I, it was amazing how detailed he was he was the the panic snail that anything was coming for them he would always like hide in the shell to try to stay alive it, it was it was ridiculous my, my kiddo enjoyed it uh which which was the main thing i, I still don't understand how they allowed a snail to, to race in the indy 500 you know i'll just i'll let that go i won't dissect no it rule? i won't dissect it like air bud because there's no rules against snails in the Indy 500. Yeah, that apparently. feels that feels okay. That, I was just like, eh, okay, fine. So, I mean, I mean, you can you can ask me your your motorsports uh, correspondent here, quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> it actually in IndyCar uh, in 2000s ish, the Indy Racing League and Champ Car merged, and so they set up uh, their rule set where you have to be either a Chevrolet, a Honda, or a Snail, and you have to be one of those three. There you so, go. Okay. Events. <laughs> I don't know why Indy Racing League insisted on that in the rule package, but hey. It's in the rules. There's nothing in the rule book that says that a snail cannot race the Indy 500. There was a little craziness happening at the the end of the race of the movie, but which like, you know, I I focused on, I remember like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights when they they both got out of the car at the end. And and then the the announcer was like, you know, this doesn't count. And so (laughs) there was kind of like a moment at the end of Turbo where the same thing was happening. The announcers didn't spoil that part. So apparently it would have counted. An amazing movie by DreamWorks. And again, a snail races the Indy 500 to bring publicity to a taco truck. So that's basically the the synopsis of the movie. And that's all you really need to know. That's something all right. Yeah, that's right. Glad you enjoyed that. Glad Kid enjoyed that. I uh, ended up watching more Paw Patrol yesterday than I cared to. So I'm got that in my head. I really regret ever that show ever coming out of my house. I, I don't know it. how I don't know how I've banned Paw Patrol. I've gotten oh, rid of it. Just uh, wait. I, no, it's a good no, move. no, I, I, I hope the the, the future you gifts. One, the future one coming. Gifts. No, I mean he has of oh, the new movie. Yeah, the yeah, movies come out and no. movies come out. This no. is now this is a Mighty Pups movie. Nope. Mighty Pups is the spinoff of Paw Patrol. It's a series within a series where the dogs get superpowers from a meteorite. Okay, but I have a I have a coworker who has a toddler. Mm-hmm. who has, in my opinion, correctly banned Paw Patrol from their home because it is, in fact, copaganda. Don't it, absolutely is, it absolutely is copaganda. <laughs> Don't ask how I know this, but I do know that uh, Paw Patrol is mainly made, at least like the scripting and voice acting parts, not far from where I live. Yeah, it's in Canada. It's so, Canadian, Canadian yeah, propaganda. It's Canadian. Yeah. Not, not just Canadian, but like really close to where I live. So if you guys <laughs> ever need me to go check it out, let me know. There you go. Why no Mounties? I don't know. Exactly. That's a great question. You could have a wonderful, like, a Bremen Town musician thing going on. You can tell it's Canadian because in the opening of the first movie, a a maple syrup truck crashes on the bridge. (laughs) God, could they be more stereotypical? Yeah, they hit it. It's canonically in Vermont. 
it, it, hits, it hits all those like really great Canadian things. Really, <laughs> it's also why like the only evil person is just like the mayor next door, and he's kind of just a shitty person. That's the only evil in the whole thing. We mentioned it earlier, but once again, Beth did an amazing job in her senior recital. Played great, alto and tenor saxophone, a quartet that I will see if I can find some audio to cut in of. What was the name of the the sax quartet? Jesus is coming. It's is by, by Jacob, Jacob TV. By Jacob TV, right? And it's got it's for four saxophones, but also for recording. And mm-hmm. we're sitting there. I'm like, oh, she. I've never heard the piece before. I was like, oh, there's percussion off stage. How cool, whatever. And Kamish goes, do I hear a baby cry? I was like, you must be hearing something. I can't tell. And then I finally picked it up. And then I read this program notes about it being like two babies babbling back and forth. And that's the groove of the piece, which is very cool. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, very cool piece. It was actually originally scored for four bass recorders (laughs) and recording. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Back in the the 60s, shit was just like crazy. People were doing shit in the 60s. This dude like fell in love with Steve Reich and Two Trains. Like that was that was the only vibe he cared about ever. And I I love that. This piece was actually written in like 2003. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was oh, I thought this was like the weird 60s. Oh, never mind. No, no. This is this piece is a reaction against 9-11. That's right. I did I totally read that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. You said two trains. I thought you said two chains. And I was going to be like, this senior recital went off the chain. Right. Yeah. Uh, let, <laughs> let's be honest here. There's some stuff in there. Shit. Oh, mean, yeah, you, there's you, some covered, stuff. you covered about 300 years of music history. So congratulations. Thanks. We would also like to plug coming up this week, we will be dropping our Patreon. That's Sicko's, uh, That's going to be our on our Twitter account. If you sign up, what's our what's the money we said? What's the dollar thing we said? So the there's there's a couple of different tiers that we have we have a five dollar tier which is for the discord uh and there'll be a three dollar tier if you just want to donate uh and not do the uh discord benefits so just basically like a sicko supporter you know you could join in the discord five a month uh, or you know just support if you want to just pledge some funds for the committee three dollars we may have some more tiers down the line uh, we don't know if we're gonna like develop like specific podcast episodes special stuff or maybe uh, allow you folks to dictate what we talk about on the podcast. Um, that sounds dangerous. No, that sounds oh, very that sounds dangerous. dangerous. You know, uh, maybe we can Make create that a $2,000 tier. $2,000 tier? $10,000 yeah. tier. Sure. You can not? become a podcast sponsor and then we will say your things. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, you know, you can, you can make us read anything. D- well. Dangerous. So goddamn dangerous. God. Uh, I, I'm not going to say yes to that, but yeah, I'm not on every episode. I can say whatever. Yeah, you can. And we have an LLC, right? They can't get us. Okay, that's how that works, right? <laughs> that's, that's how, how that works. works. <laughs> that's how that works. LLC, no, no liability. We're fine. We're not at fault. The for liability anything. is inherently limited. That's right. That, yeah. it, it's a, you. Can, it can't be that lot big, big of a deal because it's called a limited liability corporation. <laughs> It's limited at zero, at least. Somewhere Ralph Nader is screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be launching our store this week. We'll have some basic gear up, shirts, some stickers, and whatever else we come up with. It was a lot of it, stuff. It'll basically be stuff that is, some of it will have our Sicko's logo. We have some new branding, some new images that we're going to start displaying this week as well. And like I said, that stuff will go towards just getting us to places in the spring, in the fall. So that we have, we can do more things, be on site more places, not just rely on, oh, Jordan lives in Dallas. And that means he, he's adjacent to like three schools or Beth goes to West Virginia games because that's what she does. Or yeah. her pit girl goes to pit games and just yells at people. Uh, or, and also, yes. Or, or Kamish decides to go to Las Cruces because he's an insane man. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's why I'm the commissioner. I, I in, in drive nine hours over nothingness mm-hmm. just just to go to a game, uh, which I mean, I'm willing to take flights now. So if y'all, <laughs> I mean, let's go. I'm going anywhere. Do it. <laughs> Ultimately, like this is a thing that we really enjoy. It's a thing we'd like to spend some more time on, Some a thing we'd like to do a little bit more with, but we need to gauge interest and like we all have real jobs and real lives and donations are a thing that help us to do more cool stuff that hopefully you'll enjoy. I think that this season is going to be great. This summer, we've got a lot of good stuff set up and you know, your cash is limited, but if you can throw some our way, you want to get some gear, just help us out with a little donation would make it mean that we can go on and do bigger things, more fun things, weirder things. You guys seem to love when we go places that are like, hey, we're reporting live from New Mexico State or hey, Jordan's on the field at the Frisco Bowl. That's really weird. And so we're willing to go and do exactly those things for you guys. I have a couple of trips planned regardless of this, but this will help make more of us, you know, get there. Uh, and and who knows? I mean, maybe we can create some sort of, you know, event at this if we get enough folks there. Or maybe we do something that like a local bar or something. Who who knows? Anything you support, any merch you buy, we, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. You heard it here first, f- folks. SickoCon 2026 at the Kibbe Dome. There we go. God, <laughs> just rent it out. I already want I all these want, inflatable slides, all those already, like bounce houses. Seriously, I already want Jordan to make a graphic for SickoCon 2026 Kibbe Dome, Cost Moscow, Idaho. The Kibbe Dome. <laughs> Do you think anybody's ever gotten married in the Kibbe Dome? I was have, just wondering. Have that. to, have to. If if not. I can I'm texting my partner right now. I'm absolutely <laughs> I'm I'm ordained in Texas at least. I could probably get ordained in Idaho. Universal Life Church, man. We can yeah, go anywhere. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. The real move though is to get married in Pennsylvania because you don't actually need an officiant if you don't want, because Quaker yeah. weddings are legal here. Yeah, you, you can absolutely do that. And cookie tables. Cookie yes, table. and cookie tables. Absolutely. So I mean, I've okay. I found proposals in the Kibbe Dome. There's actually a giant image of this. Let me see define, if I can do this. Hold on. Define giant image. No, uh, I don't want to see you anymore. I want to know how much this costs. At the oh, most that is quite good. That's a good. That's a good proposal space. Sarah, will you marry me? Oh, this happened, God. I think, in 2006. She better have said yes. I, I, really I would think so. I mean, yeah. yeah, the magic of the Kibbe Dome. If you're pulling the ring out of the Kibbe Dome, you know what you're doing. You have to know what you're doing. <laughs> You have to know in advance that that's going to be okay. You're either an Idaho fan or are really a part of this life. Or really love domes. You're just into wooden domes. Okay. So the Kibbe Dome. Mm-hmm. We can get a membership to the Community Access Pass, which then allows us usage of the Kibbe Dome. Oh. An, an annual pass looks like it's $120. That's There's a lot of risk there's a lot of risk assumption stuff. There's a bunch of stuff here about minors in it. But yes, this would allow us use of the concourses, the tennis courts, the bleachers, the track, and the racquetball courses, as long as they're not being used for practices or special events. Wait a second. The tennis courts, aren't they on the football field? I believe they, they are. They sure are, buddy. I believe they are. So you're yeah. telling me that you could get an annual pass for this and then get married in the Kibbe Dome for $120. That is a oh, hell of a reasonable wedding saying. venue. Wait, 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 wait. There's an annual pass for the Kibbe Dome? Yes. Yeah. Like Kibbe Pass? <laughs> Yeah, what? you can also you can also just do a day pass for ten dollars, but I think the vandals need the money. You know what? I you only go twelve times and you've made your money. That, Absolutely. I mean, it's true. Yeah, think about what so, you would spend on a, a standard wedding venue. Right. Even. When I said this, I did not think it was reasonable. I I was joking. I want to point. So that it out. looks like it may not be used without private for private or commercial purposes without the express written consent from dome management. But okay. we have got we gotta got know somebody. Got 
dome manager. Hey, the Kibbe Dome follows us. I think we follow the Kibbe Dome. We have to promise. We have to promise we're not going to hit any baseballs. There is a note in here that hitting of baseballs in the Kibbe Dome. Someone. This happened. This fucking happened. That is definitely because somebody did that. Yeah. Hold on. I want to see that you can you can understand that the Kibbe Dome is a very busy place. There are many closures due to special events in the facility though every effort will be made to make the facility available for users there are blocks of time with little to no access you should plan for us to be closed the kibbe dome of course for university holidays vandal football game days home basketball games the week, anymore the week of the lionel hampton jazz festival Ooh. <laughs> yeah um, I don't even know what that is, but I am very intrigued. And then, like, I am going rentals. to it. Yeah, they don't play basketball games anymore, though. I know. Okay. They have a they have a really new they have a beautiful new like basketball arena. So yeah. I, oh man, I'm, that makes me imagine like someone walking up with like their gym shorts to the Kibbe Dome during a football game, being like, "I have a day pass. I can go in and." <laughs> hey, uh, I'm here to play some racquetball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you guys have a game out? What, what the fuck is this? I'm here to play racquetball. I'm gonna do some laps. You guys keep doing it. Play. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm gonna run some laps. Someone did that at the Bahamas Bowl, right? They just started running laps on the track during the game. Okay, okay, but the Bahamas Bowl requires no tickets. Everyone who's been to the Bahamas Bowl basically say you can just walk into the place. They don't really have their vibe is just I don't care. Sickos go to the Bahamas Bowl. Please, please, please. If you donate three thousand dollars. If you buy enough merch, we may be able to make it there. So I mean, I think I have what my God, I spent way too much time on the store this weekend and like categorizing everything like details mm-hmm. and stuff and i'm like uh please please lord let this website work but <laughs> but it looks uh, good it looks good so i i mean i did some colors in honor of you jordan so I saw that. thank you the, you know the gave a little dartmouth green and some rice silver flavor the colors of the uh the actual website so you're just funneling money money to us so we could travel that's that's all it is <laughs> we're just here for a good time not yep. a long time, just a good time. Just a good time. That's right. You know, like, hey, I'm in Moscow for a good time, but unfortunately, it's booked due to the jazz festival. <laughs> I'm going to transfer into our NFL draft news. Enter the little music here. It was funny that by day three, they were just talking over draft picks. I don't think I've ever watched deep into day three, but at a certain point, the, draft, the picks are coming so fast and they don't really have a whole lot to say. That they just kind of talk over the names. And I feel bad for those people because they're getting drafted in the fucking NFL. And who was the NBA player? It was like, was it, uh, it was Doncic who got drafted during a Taco Bell ad? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had like what Motley Crue play. Yeah. They kept, they kept like cutting back to like Motley Crue highlights. Come on. I, like, like, I don't like, need this. Like, yeah, like Motley Crue also soundtracked, uh, the first hockey night in Canada of the NHL playoffs. And it was so weird to hear Ron McLean go, the most notorious band in rock and roll, and then Motley Crue. And I was like, <laughs> didn't expect that from you, Ron McLean. What kind of fans, super fans, go to cheer on your team at the draft? I don't, I don't think I can get to that level, like NFL-wise. I, I, I don't know. I think the move with going to the draft is showing up so that you can boo Roger Goodell. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a fine, the, fine, the, the greatest tradition in all of NFL is yeah. booing the commit. Yeah. Yeah, and and wearing just the most bizarre team cultural appropriation matchup you can find. Wait, that wait, hold on. I'm a I'm the commish here. Did I just like sign myself? Oh, and get oh, <laughs> okay, that feels good. All right, let's, let's go. Keep going. Come on. I, 
but like the idea, I mean, I, I'm glad they're moving the draft around. Kansas City was a great place to put it. Fans were great. But to see like Dallas Cowboys super fans just chilling in Kansas City or like Ram super, like guys, come on. There's a group of Seahawks super fans. It's, it's so bizarre to see this because this is only a, a big event because they made it into one. I don't know. The draft is the NFL's spring game. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. It, but it's it's the spring game if Alabama played their spring game in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's not it's not a one to one thing. But like, that's what it is. It's it's the spring game. It is an excuse to go drink outside and boo the commissioner and pretend that this is relevant. How many years away from travel spring games are we in college football? You know, if the proposal of like, what if we made these actually slightly more meaningful scrimmages? ever goes anywhere which it won't but if it did yeah, like what are the everything? odds that m a and m is going to play one in dubai in the next three years <laughs> if we don't have a, if we don't have a bowl game in dubai in the next three years i would yeah. i would put money on that first that we'll see a bowl game in like oh, dubai or something yeah oh yeah no, no actually actually no travel. uh eight uh, where's a and m's campus it's in doha Qatar. yeah so i i would see i would say doha first actually I mean, yeah, they just still, wait, they wait to the first minis poll. They have those World Cup stadiums that they're not doing much with now. You know, they don't need they don't need ten stadiums in that, in that country. Dude, I, I want Jimbo on the sideline just sweating profusely. He's so, hot. <laughs> and, so fucking hot. He's gonna look like anger from inside out. <laughs> That's Brian Kelly. I, I love this beautiful nation of quarter quarter. I love this beautiful nation and these beautiful people. Qatar, <laughs> out here in Cater. <laughs> Cater, there it is. Thank you. I was going to say the, the U, but no, that's You closer. need to get more West Virginia with Cater. it. Yeah, sorry. It does sound like that's a legit town in Texas. Cater, Texas. Cater, Texas. Oh, yeah. Just, just wait for my wait for next one. Cater, Texas, right on the Sabine River. First couple of things I want to talk about the NFL draft. First off, man, whoever decided to put up the 0.1% chance that Will Levis would still be around for the 26th round, go fuck yourself. Whoever did that. <laughs> that's so fucking mean. The only reason Will Levis had any push was because of their own, like people's own bullshit. And it's not necessary to sit him there and keep cutting back to him. And they'd be like, there was a, only a 0.01% that he'd still be here for round 26. Go fuck it. No, that's so mean. I feel like they do this every year. Like there's one random draft pick that they want to drop in the draft. So the first round they could just do the drama. I feel like this is like almost intentional and, and Will Levis even spoke about it. He's like, yeah, they said that I could possibly go early, but, you know, you don't want to be the guy in the, the green room that's there way too long uh, that they keep cutting back to. And it turned out Will Levis basically kind of jinxed himself. He did go in the second round, so, uh, like, real early. But, yeah. you know, he, he was like, I'm going home after this, which I don't blame him. There's also yeah. this weird thing. I don't know if we want to cut this or not. That's but they, they kept cutting to, like, the women next to him. And focusing on like his girlfriend, and then there's this weird internet culture that's like, was, oh, look at these hot ladies. And weird. I'm like, it's just, it's weird. I don't even want to. Talk. I mean, we can probably cut it, but it was, I will cut all that. It yeah. was, I it would was actually weird. love to flame that if you guys don't mind. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, Go off. I Go mean, ahead. that is like, unfortunately, that is not a new thing. Like, yeah. let's take a trip back in time to the time that. Notre Dame got launched into deep space by Alabama and Brent Musburger spent the last quarter of the game talking about how hot Catherine Webb is. Oh, I forgot like, about that. Oh, yeah. fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah no this is not new and it's been gross and i'm gonna need literally everybody to fucking not thank you and then like you know the twitter accounts are like oh my god like and then you know it's just let let me find her or something i'm just like oh geez please stop i mean i (laughs) i even felt i i felt a little uh, when when tulane Got, when they called some of the Tulane folks, yeah, I, I I put up the picture of of our favorite Tulane field rusher who we never yeah. found the identity of, yeah. the one that made the jump into the field, yeah, the top rope, right? And the and there and and like luckily most of our followers are you know not shit birds and know better than to say shit, but every once in a while one or two of them are like oh ha 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 oh she's you know blah blah, blah she's so fucking hot whatever like something just grows like fucking stop that, <laughs> just fucking don't, just fucking don't. That that should be our. I mean, I know we got all football is good football, but another secondary slogan to be just fucking don't. Yeah. Oh, that's actually. I beg just, you to not. Just, just. Yeah. I, I beg you to not. Joey, were you the one that also came up with another slogan? It was like, just bevel it. And I was like, Nike's coming <laughs> after our asses if we do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So much lawsuits. Just oh, bevel my it. God. Lawsuits. But, it, but, how hey, mu- hey, we're an LLC. We're okay. How <laughs> many levels? I'm going to say it. How many levels of bevel do we need until it becomes uh, our own property? <laughs> we may have to go to court to find that out. Like the it's unrecognizable. The national champion Yukon dog. That's not the Yukon dog anymore. That one was ours. It was yes. beveled so hard. So if you bevel a logo to into oblivion where it's almost unrecognizable, it becomes ours. Ooh, I it's like trans- this. It's transformative. It's like fair this. use. I, like I don't know what fair use is. Fair use. Fair use. We'll we'll become those YouTubers that be like all content is fair use. Come those YouTube. Because I said so. Where we just play bit. We play entire game, games in the background. We just talk over them slightly. Family Guy clips underneath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to talk about Keishan Booty. Keishan Boute. <laughs> He got announced by the president of the Hanover Germany Patriots fan club. Yeah. I want to play some audio for you guys. That was, yeah, this was great. The New England Patriots select Keshawn Booty, wide receiver, LSU. That was pretty <laughs> close. That's pretty close. It is, but it's very funny hearing someone oh, so it, German. It, it, sounded, it sounded like catch on Booty. Catch on boot. They just put some spice on it. it That's did. all. Some German flavor. The Germans add, don't put spice add, on things. Add they just add asparagus and hollandaise to everything. Yeah, yeah, because a little they saw crop. LSU. They were like, we gotta we gotta try and yeah. fit in. He's from LSU. That's right. We added lentils. That's spice. We put a little sauerkraut on it. The, the last time so much joy. The last time Germans said anything that vaguely French, they were in oh, Paris. No. <laughs> On today, watching the Champions League game. Watching the Champions League game. Yeah, that's exactly yes, what they yes, were doing. Right. <laughs> yeah, 19, the 1943 Champions League was a real rough one. <laughs> we're crossing uh, about a dozen Maginot lines today. Yeah. Shout oh. out to our Michigan listeners. Oh my I know you gosh. enjoyed that. All right, the Michigan <laughs> listeners are really enjoying that. So, I mean, Bayern Munich really, really took it to PSG. So, uh, we have another. We had another announcement too. Yes, yes. Uh, we did also get a German pronunciation of Servasia Dennis. Oh my um, God. Jordan, can I ask you to roll the clip, please? Roll the I clip. will roll some clips. Do it. Why, why are there Buccaneers fans in Hamburg, Germany? What have we exported to these people? When they did like the foreign countries draft, didn't the Bucks take Germany? No, no, no. Oh, they played a game in Hamburg this year. Oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. We've spread this. Okay, yes. here we go. Hello from Hamburg, Germany. 
with the 153rd pick in the 2023 NFL draft. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Garcia Dennis, linebacker Pittsburgh. Go <laughs> he did his best. He, I, he, he did his absolute best. I mean, I better than what I would have done. No, he he did his best. My favorite thing about Servasio Dennis getting picked, though, was there's a different clip that I could not find after the fact, unfortunately, of a bar full of Bucks fans being like, who the fuck is that? I'm pleased to inform you, Bucks fans, that you guys are going to find out. You're going to find out. This is the man who got the pitch pick six off of Clemson two years ago, and it was a joy. That is coming soon to a Tampa Bay near you. Enjoy. So the other interesting thing in the draft was that the first non-P5 team person to go was not from a G5 team. It was our beautiful North Dakota son, Cody Mouch, who absolutely, oh my God. I am so proud of him and his ginger mane. Everyone was, again, people who don't follow us or the college football were like, who the fuck is this guy? And then we're going, oh, my God, our beautiful ginger boy is going to Tampa. We love him so much. He, he's going to Tampa. He already looks like a swashbuckler. It's amazing. Yeah. It's true. He's, ready, he's ready for Gasparilla. Gaspar, Gasparilla. <laughs> Gasparilla. With some, with some guacamole. I, I'm so happy for him. Italian guacamole. Guacamole. Hey, guacamole. Hey. He wants a taco burritos. He's from everywhere. He's he's gonna have so much fun in Tampa. God bless him. He's he also said, already. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. gonna. Oh my God. Just live your best life down there. Get that bag. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Adopt at least a dozen exotic cats that shouldn't be pets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a I've got a pet Jagarundi. You've never you don't have a Jagarundi? That's weird. Yeah, I keep him in the same room with my Asian leopard cats, but my six servals are mostly just in the kitchen. Can't keep them off the countertops. <laughs> nope. Got my ocelot. Yeah, become really weird, Cody. Go down there, just get really weird. Hey, the Patriots, Bill Belichick just went fucking nuts. He got a punter and a kicker in the same draft. That was he a heat did. check. I, I, was I so good. He got a punter and a kicker. He drafted the kicker first. Or I know, did he draft the punter first? I don't know. Yeah, the kicker, I believe. Okay. So he drafted both, and that's the first time that's happened in the NFL draft since 2000. Um, <laughs> the last time somebody did it were, were the Raiders, uh, of course. Uh, Oakland at the time, they drafted Sebastian Janikowski in the first round. Yeah, they did. Yep. yep. And then they drafted in the fifth round uh, Texas A&M legend Shane Leckler, the punter. Doesn't have quite the same ring to it as someone, right. I, can't, someone I can remember. That's right. Shane Leckler. I just we're out here playing feet ball. That's right. You know, I I wouldn't be like the the Pat special teams last year was so bad, and Belichick was so visibly shaken by how bad it was. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those like Amir Speed or Isaiah Bolden's or Demario Douglas's he took late. He's like, I'm drafting you as a gunner because he's because he just he was so mad about the special teams last year. Did he draft a long snapper? Not not this, th not okay. this year. Okay, he's All done right. that before uh, though. Okay. I do so want to say close. also, speaking of really bizarre moves, uh, after the draft, the GMs of the Titans, Ray Cart Ray Carthen says it just dawned on him 30 minutes ago that all six of his picks were on offense. Just the way the picks came off the board when Tennessee went on the clock. Whoops. He's just like us. No, oh because God. I can, because, because even me, even me who, who, who is living id only <laughs> off of 
what I'm feeling at a given moment does not plan ahead. I would fucking know. I would have written on a big fucking Sharpie. Hey, make sure you draft at least someone on defense. Oh, no. I'm infinitely capable of being like, oops, all right, guards. <laughs> the, the Angels what? did this once. They they uh, they drafted all pitchers. And the MLB drafts 15 rounds. And they just drafted all pitchers. <laughs> Maybe that's why I show up. Shohei and Mike Trout can never win anymore. They just got pitchers. They don't have any fielders. Oh, yeah. That's Jesus. it. I can't believe you. One, you would say that fucking out loud. And two, this drop, I mean, they have war rooms for this, for Christ's sake. Like, they got the big wall. They don't have someone to come up. Hey, sir, by the way, hey, uh, uh, you know, here's your I mean, grocery list. You, all you wrote down was beer and bacon. Or like I, I likened it to yeah. going to Trader Joe's without a fucking list, and I come out with just like four boxes of JoJo's and bacon, and that's okay. It. To be fair, that is what Trader Joe's is for. If you were doing yes. all of your grocery shopping at Trader Joe's, you were grocery shopping wrong. All right, what did we get here? We got beer, bacon, cheese, some frozen dinners, and a left tackle. Yep. Yeah. Sounds right. I do want also to be fair. Like by the time you're done with the NFL draft, those guys are like you know, Kornacki on day 82 of the election. Like, they haven't slept. They don't know what their family even looks like anymore. I assume they're just in a constant fugue state, and you ask them a question, who knows what's going to come out of their mouths. The Titans did get, uh, you know, the running back from Tulane, Tajay Spears. They do. Um, that that yeah, was so that's, a good pick. Which, I mean, not all the Titan fans are thrilled with that, but, uh, I mean, I, I wanted him on the Saints, but, you know. Did they watch those Cotton Bowl highlights? I mean, I did. I, and I it, keep, once again, it brought they, me so much joy. They keep that run that he made yep. in the American Championship where he caused the UCF defender to just fall mm-hmm. uh, and his own teammate to fall, and he had to then hurdle his own teammate that that run kind of plays in my head yep. on loop. And then also, you know, just, just slicing the crap out of USC's defense was oh, enjoyable. I hope he's good on the, the next level. Uh, I hope so. It'd be fun to watch. Get that bank. Hey, Kamish, should they draft Boogie Knight? Unfortunately, no. Boogie oh. is un, undrafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at, like, the, the list of, like, the best available receivers, and I, I never saw him on the list. Like no, come on! This is come this on, is guys. Boogie, chance. Boogie has like good measurables, but you know, uh, but again, I don't think many ULM players go in the NFL draft lately anymore. I I could hope somebody signs him as an unrestricted free agent. I've been scouring Twitter to see if any ULM players have have uh you know gotten picked up as an undrafted free agent, but I haven't seen any yet. I, I'm praying somebody signs somebody from you. I'm just, just gonna something. say uh, we, we, we we took we took a crack at ODU last time, but ODU had three players go in the draft this year. Yeah, Saints drafted an ODU uh, tackle. So Boogie uh, Knight, you are an Ottawa Red Black. Yes, hey, I mean he uh, could he uh, could come join Caleb Evans on, on the Ottawa on Red Saturday. Black. <laughs> on Saturday, we have the CFL draft. Okay, I remember I was in Montreal for my bachelor party, and we were sort of like recovering during the day before we're going to go out again and we watched the cfl draft which is the most fucking bachelor party thing you can imagine it's sitting around a room drinking bottle drinking giant like labels of labat extra ice oh. and watching the cfl draft it was great oh my god watch the kentucky derby the same day too it was wonderful a so we had your passport you're eligible for it so the only p5 schools to not produce an nfl draft pick were arizona colorado duke indiana 
Kansas, Vandy, and Washington. Most of those programs are on the way up. So I feel like that's not a bad thing. Like this is rising tides. Like these are all programs on the way up. It's a little weird that Washington didn't produce anybody. That's but... the one that jumps out at me too. But I, yeah. I don't know that I could, like besides people who are still sticking around, I don't know that I can name anyone. I think with Washington and also to a lesser degree with Indiana, it's like sort of the like super senior problem where people like, Indiana was great in 2020. Some of those players are probably still eligible. Michael Penix is a great example who is still eligible and playing for Washington. Yeah, so. he will. yeah, he is. I also want to shout out to our beloved, our, we're going to call them the, the bird dogs. The bird dogs. Our beloved, our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. When I say beloved, I mean, fuck the Eagles. But That's they managed right. to pull so many Georgia players. That's At some point, I thought they were going to take Stetson Bennett just because 5-5, five, five, <laughs> get one free. I feel I like mean, you just came with the package. The Rams, the Rams beat them to it. So um, they have, have Stetson Bennett as like emotional support, the emotional support quarterback for the. Rest of my the emotional support, Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. He has a little plushy Kia. You can't, you can't, you can't pet him while he's on duty, but he's around. <laughs> just don't worry, like don't, don't pet him, don't engage them. He's here to help. The Philadelphia Eagles Twitter account changed their bio uh, to the Phila Georgia Bull Eagles. Or the Georgia Delphia Eagle Dogs. So Georgia Delphia sounds like a city in it, Georgia. Is, is that a real place? Because I know there's I don't like think we have Arkadelphia. I know that Georgia Delphia. Uh, it says, "Did you mean Geekadelphia or Gorilla Delphia?" No, no. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> what is what is Gorilla Delphia? Why don't I know what that place is? Um, it's actually a show uh, associated with the Philadelphia Phillies from the 2022 World Series. Okay. Uh, there's okay. also a Gorilla Delphia Urban Dictionary thing that you don't want to read. Yeah, that sounds right. I was just about to warn against investigating this too deeply. There's yep, somebody. Well, yeah. I, okay. I, it's a band. Gorilla Delphia. Okay. Well okay. then. We can go cool. from there. And moving on. <laughs> I'm, I'm falling down the rabbit hole of cities that have the suffix uh, Delphia. Yeah. Also, the, Arch- the Archadelphia is my new favorite. Yeah, Arch- I've, I've I've stayed in Archadelphia before. It's not Adelphia. The the fun part was uh, the also the Lions kept drafting Iowa players. Uh, so the the, the Detroit Lions. I like Campbell. That. Welcome to the committee. Uh, I also like it was TCU and the Chargers. Dictionary thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I told you, pick girl. Wait, I, t- I, I gotta read it. Now. it. I gotta no, do don't. It. No, don't. I, is it I, Urban Dictionary? Oh, yeah, it is. It's right there. The XFL! I cannot begin to tell you how much you should not read that. I also, I, I do want to say, however, that Brett Bielema has coached up several top round, not, for top, not just the first round, but second and third round, too, DB picks. I think both their safeties and a cornerback went really early. Illinois, DBU, who knew? Absolutely. I mean, uh, we got an upcoming Substack that we got coming out where, you know, everybody's arguing who's DBU, who's wide receiver U. Well, we did some research on some limited data that we found, and we tried to determine who is long snapper U. Uh, the Substack will be coming out Monday, which will probably be a day after uh, the podcast does get released. So you, you could always search in our link tree and our Twitter profile. Anyone have coverage. another any good takes in the first round of the draft? Anyone? Uh, the fact that the fact that the Colts took Anthony Richardson also mwah, beautiful. 
That's that's absolutely insane behavior from them. Did we want to talk about the Jim Irsay tweet? Yes, I did actually. <laughs> uh, can you find it? Uh, uh, give me a sec. Yeah. So Jim Irsay was was concerned. Jim Irsay basically after the first round was over, he tweeted. He was like, "Hey, do you think we should take you know Will Levis in the second round? You know, kind of have a Montaning Montana Montaning Jesus Montana and Young situation." So I think Joey got it. Colts fans, would you take Will Levis at number two if you're on the board for Colts in four hours from now? Football, football, football emoji. Dot, 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 and go Montana hyphen young for franchise. Question mark, question mark. I love it. And I forget if this was uh, if this was Double Doink or if this was uh, Victoria. One of them retweeted the other, so I don't know which one it was. I forget which one it was, but one of them said... You own the franchise. Yeah. I think it was Victoria. Why, I think she, why are you asking? It's like, I think Victoria was just like, he, he owns the franchise. He owns the franchise. They didn't do it, unfortunately. Cowards. They didn't get a chance. I think Titans beat him, beat him oh, to it. Right. Going on to the XFL. No one beats Arlington three times in a season. No one. <laughs> the logo still has a D in it. Why are they not Dallas? No. No one beats Arlington three times in a season. And Houston found that out. We have a four and six regular season team going to the championship game. This is some CFL East garbage right here. Uh, this is exactly my kind of stuff right here as a Hamilton Tiger Cats Houston fan. absolutely shit the bed against Arlington. And afterwards, the best part was Bob Stoops going up to uh, Wade Phillips going, I don't know how we did it. I, I don't know how we did it. And then <laughs> hugging him. It was great. Everyone wow. was so confused and it was so good. Shout out to Luis Perez, who is Arlington's, who they figured after a couple of games, figured out that it was their quarterback. He was a Texas A&M commerce quarterback okay. when they were D2, I think, before they moved up to FCS. And he absolutely killed it. Did what a is, great job. What is Texas A&M commerce's mascot? They're the Lions. Oh, okay. Simple. All right. They're not, the ones that crazy. have the they have the giant ass lion in the middle of their field. Let me find mm. it. This better be a big lion. Better be a giant lion, just like we said. This better be a big proposal. Oh, it's it's a really fucking large lion. Uh, I'll drop it in the Discord. Oh, that is a big very lion, large guys. Lion. That is actually. Yeah, oh, my oh my god! All right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. that's a big lion. That's a, yeah. that's a that's a big lion. That that's from oh, like told the, you. That's like from the twenty five to the twenty five on the entire and, and from sideline to sideline. <laughs> from sideline to side, holy crap. Yeah, that's, um, just, that's just dead grass. Okay, okay. Since Joey's here, <laughs> let, let's go CFL. The BC Lions need to have a logo like that in the CFL. The the thing about that is they share a field with the uh, MLS team, doesn't so matter. that would be very funny. It the doesn't matter. Yeah, to okay. see the Vancouver Whitecaps playing on an orange lion. lion. That's right. Yeah. Oh, no, change the lion. name. Change the name from the the Vancouver Whitecaps to the the Vancouver White Lions. Done. Vancouver Soccer Lions. There we go. Soccer Lions. Soccer Lions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Uh, so yeah, we have a four and six regular season team going to the championship game against DC. DC beat Seattle today. DC has only lost one game this season, and that was to the awful Vegas team. Because no, it was was it Vegas or Orlando? It was Vegas, I think. And just no, it was Orlando. No, right, I think it was Orlando. And just absolute, just it, it was Orlando. It was Orlando, and absolute just wonderful Beer, season. Snake. Beer, snake, beer, mm-hmm. snake, beer, snake. It was it was it was huge today. And well, they were well, all the Alamo Dome? I hope so. 
there's two tiers at the Alamo Dome they can get up to. They can get it up to the second fucking fucking tier. We gotta talk, guys, about Ben Danucci. Woo! Ben Danucci. Danucci. He, did, he didn't win today, but they gave a stat today that I did not realize. Through the regular season, Ben Danucci was second in TD passes and first in interceptions. Oh, that's beautiful. 20 TDs to 13 ints in the regular season. God Ooh. damn. We stand a Detmer King. Yeah. It's so good. He 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 attempted 374 passes, almost 100 more than AJ McCarron. Threw for 2,600 yards over 10 games. Wow. Do he we give a spring so Detmer? Because we should. It's yeah. so good. Like AJ McCarron, QB for the Battle Hawks, came in second and had, still had 500 fewer yards. Wow. Now he also threw only 24. So he threw 24 TDs, but only six picks. So not nearly as interesting, just so we're clear here. True. So I want to say, you know, since the XFL title game championship is going to be DC versus Arlington, uh, I have put in a request since the game is going to be in the Alamo Dome, the commission has put in a media credentials request yeah, to go has. to this game. And I want to see if the XFL will, will allow the Sickos committee to be media for the XFL championship game. Just my thought here is is the XFL is trying to be serious and they may not embrace the sickos lifestyle, but they should, um, you know. So if any of you out there have a contact with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that's let right. us know. You know, Coach Ed Ogeron, I'm sure a big listener, uh, you're a coach of, of The Rock at, at Miami. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can get in contact with him. Coach O, please give me some media credentials. <laughs> <laughs> My mama said that the commissioner got to go to the XFL championship game. Ben DiNucci threw for 7.1 yards an attempt. God. King. Absolute yep. king. He Danucci just is loose. fucking tossed it. The game today did not go well for DC. DC or go well for Seattle. DC basically ran him over eventually. But that's fine. Who cares about that? They got struggled by the beer snake. And also the beer anaconda. And also got lemons pelted at them because Seattle had an interception early on. Seattle goes to the ends. The whoever intercepted goes to the end zone and starts putting his arms out and just lemons come raining down again. Do you think the DC fans will come to San Antonio to the Alamo dome and will the, will will the beer snake travel? Will they bring lemons? The problem is they only have a week or no, they have two weeks in between two weeks. Yeah, the 13th. Okay. That's right. There's a chance then. And you got to hey, help. If, if you're a DC fan thinking about traveling, San Antonio is a great city to party in. Yes. In this time of year. Oh, yeah. Not a bunch of people around. Nope. So you'll have the river walk to yourself. Yeah. You can get drunk on the river walk. You can yes. walk straight over to the Alamo Dome. It's adjacent. It's right there. Close. Only have to walk under like far. two highways. No. Beer snake the far. entire way down the river walk. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> river walk, beer snake. Do it. They Fuck have boats do and it. stuff. Yes. No, no railing, but boats. They call those things boats. Are re- it's a real generous. They're little flat bottom things with like a, a golf cart engine on them. Tiny they, little barge. They're, they're, they remind me of like when you go to like the parts of the Caribbean ride at Disney uh, World. I, I was going to say, I was going to say it's a small world. Those, but yeah. yeah, it's a small world. Same thing. It's those style of boats, but they go down the San Antonio Riverwalk. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically what it is. One of these days. Do it, DC if, fans. If the, Come if, on down. If the Alamo Bowl ever credentials us, we need to find a way to get a barge and just go and go on the river and toss like toss weird ass merch to people as we're going. That's right. We'll we'll throw the Sickos Committee mini footballs. You know, maybe some koozie. Maybe maybe we can make some Sickos Committee frisbees, which 
this the store that I have is, is it doesn't have all the weird merch that I wanted to make. Uh, so it's kind of just like standard. I'll just merch. have to make that in my house instead. Well, I mean, I could make the merch and like link it to the store, but then I'm responsible for shipping. I'm just going to have, which you maniacs uh, would have like a garage full of like mini footballs or something mm-hmm. or, or like a garage full of like koozies. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to the post office and shipping all this stuff myself. I'm going to let somebody else do that. Okay, Joe. committee branded uh, stamped sporks. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sicko sporks. Uh, Joey, what are we playing? Okay, so a little behind the, behind the scenes here. This was supposed to be a different game, but <sighs> we had to cancel it. So this is a new game I told Commission about it last night, so... Okay. Uh, I already forgot what you told me, and I was perfect. like, I told, you, I told you that I was going to forget what you told me, but I said, sure, sounds good. Uh, let's go, and my mind has been erased, and, and it, let's let's play. It's some game about playoffs or something, I think. Yes. Okay. So we have, we have the new playoff format for the FBS. I mm-hmm. don't know if we've talked about it that much, but uh, that is news. We have a new playoff format for the FBS. I was thinking, what if we just did that for every NCAA team sport? Okay. I didn't know this. The definition of what NCAA calls a team sport doesn't include at what you might think. Like, you cannot call golf a team sport, even though they give out a team championship. They have strict definition, eight men's sports and 10 women's sports. We're not going to do all of them, don't worry. I have gone through the final regular season rankings for all uh, the team sports. Okay. Uh, division one or national division. There's a couple that only have one division. Right. And seeded them into an FBS playoff. And let's. And I want you guys to tell me what sport these are. Okay. Oh. Okay. So I realized in testing this that if I named my files what it's supposed to be so I remember what each is when I'm sending them, mm-hmm. it'll show up in the chat. Oh, what yeah. The files. Mm-hmm. So I've just numbered them and I have a list it okay. on my screen. So I'm just going to send one randomly and then let's see what it is. Go for it. So I, I'm going to, should I put it in the Discord? Yeah, put it in Discord. Uh, okay. So let's start with an easier, easier one. What sport has the first round be eight Arizona going or hosting nine Gonzaga, 12 Duke going to five Houston, 10 Yukon going to seven UCLA, 11 Baylor going to six Kansas. And then we've got the Sugar Bowl, Alabama, number one. Let's call it the Rose Bowl, number two, Purdue. Let's call it the Fiesta Bowl, number three, Texas. And the Peach Bowl, number four, Marquette. Are we all playing together? Are we working together on this? Yes. Let's let's. I mean, I'll, let, I'll let you guys do that. I this, is, we, this is men's basketball. Yeah, this is men's basketball. basketball. This is men's yeah. basketball, right? Okay. Wanted to start you guys off with bing, bing, bing. Yeah, I yeah, like it. It definitely feels like men's basketball for sure. Marquette's yeah. a tell. <laughs> yeah. There'll be some. There's some sports in here where you're like, ah, there's the tell that the one school. Gotcha. Let's do a slightly harder one. Hey. We've got eight Stony Brook hosting nine Rutgers. Uh, five Boston College hosting 12 James Madison, seven Syracuse hosting 10 Denver, six Northwestern hosting 11 Princeton, and then I, I'm i going to try and guess the Bulls. We've got the one Peach Bowl hosted by N- North Carolina, two Rose Bowl Maryland, three, I don't know, Sugar Bowl Loyola of Maryland. Sounds good. And four Fiesta Bowl Florida. What sport is this? This this feels lacrosse like. But... I think this is men's soccer. Okay. 
Yeah, Ooh, that, that actually that could sounds, be men's soccer. Yeah, I like I like men's soccer Flo- in that. Yeah, yeah. Florida, Florida yeah. And, and lacrosse is not right. And, no. and it's like yeah. Johns, it's like Johns Hopkins would be up there for lacrosse. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Notre Dame, and Army and stuff. would be too. Yeah. Okay, Denver so, yeah. threw me off there a little bit. I think this is men's soccer. Final answer. Yes. This is women's lacrosse. Oh, oh. I told you. I felt oh. lacrosse. But I didn't, Johns, I didn't, Hopkins, the, oh. Johns Hopkins women's program is not as good as their men's. Uh, Florida, Johns has, Hopkins. Florida has women's lacrosse. But that, that Florida was the one that, that was just like, so I couldn't do that. Women's if I lacrosse. recall correctly, their women's lacrosse program plays in the American. Mm. It has to because they, no, it does. Because I remember seeing the American logo. They're in that like branding thing. I was like, what the fuck is Florida branding doing in the American conference? All right. Like I said, I, I made all 18, but we're not going to do all 18. So uh, let's move on to this one. We've got a bunch of conference matchups in the first round. Uh, we've got nine Nebraska going to eight Minnesota. We've got 12 Creighton going to five Pittsburgh. We've got uh, 10 Kentucky going to seven Ohio State. We've got 11 Florida going to six San Diego, the Toreros. And then one Texas, I'm not even bother with the Bulls in this one, two Louisville, three Wisconsin, four Stanford. This is women's volleyball. This feels volleyball. I know it's women's volleyball. Yes, this feels, this yeah, feels, this feels, yeah, this feels women's volleyball for sure. Final answer? Final answer. Lock it in. Yeah, it's women's volleyball. You guys got right. Can I ask what the tell was? I watched that, like, Pitt made it almost all the way in the tournament this year. I watched it. And te- Texas being one, and then Stanford four is, like, that's, there are very few things that those two I schools just, overlap yeah. in. I just remember like Nebraska just sold out their entire stadium, like football well, stadium right. for did, volleyball. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. Nebraska's got it. I can't think of anything else Nebraska would be up in besides volleyball. So yeah, that was, that was pretty much my tell there personally. I have, I'm also looking at these and like imagining what the uh, football playoffs for these would be. And I just, I enjoy San Diego, Florida as a playoff match. Oh, I, I enjoy Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if Creighton ever had a football team. Did they? No idea. They did have football until 42. So We've got eight Syracuse, nine Iowa, five Northwestern hosting 12 Miami of Ohio, uh, seven Penn State hosting 10 St. Joseph's, six Maryland hosting 11 Wake Forest, number one North Carolina again, they're number one in this one too, number two Michigan, number three Princeton, and number four Albany. What is Michigan and Albany both good at? Yes, this is like, and it's got to be an NCAA recognized sport yes i didn't yeah. include like rugby or anything like that does wrestling count as a team sport it's not wrestling no though. no it's not wrestling. i can tell you that wrestling is not a team sport no but wrestling you need like oklahoma state iowa state yeah, yeah you would need more, more like midwestern big 12 schools likely man st joe's is really throwing me off here yeah, yeah that's yeah like the albany part i'm like whatever but st joe's is really messing me up here what might help you in this especially in the lower seeds is you have to remember that conference six conference champions get an auto bid. Mm. So they would be okay. from the A10, I believe, the Atlantic 10. Um, assuming assuming this is a it's conference. A, oh, the problem is the con- that... it might not be conference. This might be the conference yeah. we think of. Uh, yeah, that could be something different. But the A10 sponsors a lot of sports. Like Man. This, this is like women's. Is it women's hockey? No, no that can't be. North Carolina would not no. be number one. No. No, yeah, North no, Carolina no definitely way. doesn't have women's hockey. No. It's not women's soccer. No. Mm. Is it not? No, I don't think so. I I think this is. I man, I'm, this is feeling like a women's sport, but I can't tell you why. 
I mean, like, I'm willing to guess women's soccer, but I feel like we would have even more ACC overrepresentation in women's right. soccer, and there are no SEC mm-hmm. schools at all. So, oh, you're right. There are no SEC schools at all, and no Big Twelve schools at all. This is right. like this has got to be like a, a very concentrated. It, we already did women's lacrosse, right? And also, and also no, and women's, also no. women's field hockey. Field hockey is a good guess. Yeah, field hockey is a good guess. Final answer. Okay. I go field hockey. Yeah, it's field hockey. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. That explains the overrepresentation of Northeastern schools too. Yeah. The cradle of field hockey is actually basically exactly where I live. Yep. Uh, I was okay. like, it, it, it was like women. <laughs> yeah, that felt good. <laughs> because also, think about it, like there's no Pac-12 schools, which for almost every women's sport, the Pac-12 is is pretty dominant. Yeah, with none of it there. That's also weird. Yeah. Uh, also, dropping that that American uh, Florida branding in the chat. Love it. Oh God. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I remember that. finding that and everyone's like, I, all the Florida fans are like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Florida, Florida, join the ACC for whatever sport that is, actually. Uh, AAC. No, okay. I know. I'm saying that they should join the ACC. What, is, what is Fordham doing in this? In right. Princeton? So, okay, number eight, on. Long Beach State. Number nine, Princeton. Number five, Cal. Number 12, College of the Redlands. Number seven, Stanford. Number 10, UC Santa Barbara. Number six, UCLA. Number 11, Cal Lutheran. Number one, USC. Number two, UC Davis. Number three, Fordham. Number four, Pacific. This is some water polo bullshit. Yeah. I bet it is water polo. This is some water polo Wait, bullshit. Cal, Cal's in here. All right, all right, perfect. Cal, water polo. But Fordham playing water polo and like Princeton? Yeah, sure. Our, our- are track and is track and field fair game? Oregon would be there if it was track. Is track and field is track and field recognized by the NCAA as a team sport? Would be I my don't. Question to you. Okay, all right. Mm. I know Cal Lutheran is sneaky good at that. Uh, mm. this, this, this feels like some water polo bullshit, guys. Yeah. Cause, I, cause, uh, do they do they have women's water polo in NCAA? I, I, it's just would be so weird for like the Fordham Rams. Are, if you're asking me, does women's water polo? Yes, women's water polo exists okay. in the NCAA. Okay. okay, I I would I would be willing to do a water polo. This can't, I, don't, this, I, I, I don't think it's men's. Well, the Sanford's not here though. No Sanford is here. They can't be. This can't be like beach volleyball either, right? No, 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 no. We this, definitely like, would have pulled the SEC has, out of the list of beach okay. volleyball. The SEC, the SEC, and like the Sun Belt are also big beach volleyball schools. Okay, yeah, true. So this is this is just a West Coast thing. Minus Florida for prep school shit. Y'all want to go with some like water polo? I, I'm I'm fine with that. Water polo, some prep school shit. I'm I, I, willing yeah. to I, buy Fordham having a water polo team. Is is this men or women's? Men's. I'll go men's. It feels good. Okay, I'll go. I'll go men's. Vol- yeah, men's water polo. It is in fact men's water polo. Okay. Yo. There we go. Uh, College of the Redlands and Cal Lutheran were the giveaways there because water polo is one of the sports that doesn't have divisions. Yeah, that's yeah. that was one of the tells, right. and then and then like yes, because it's it's very West Coast except for a couple of random private schools out east. Yeah, I can they, see they like, compete. Like, they they compete in like one of those random like like the conference is so bizarre. It's you know one I want to know like, single sport conferences. Give me give me, find me the water polo arena for Fordham. I just want to see the the Fordham pool. I, I bet it. it's Here. not nice. One moment, at all. please. Or maybe it looks like an old cathedral. I, I know. 
I know I'm Michigan has the a palestra, but with a pool in it. Yes, that's what it, Michigan I mean, has a surprisingly good water polo arena. If I I'm sure right. Princeton's got something like that too. Like the Princeton pool is just like we're just googling Fordham water polo. It's not bad. Like they're not bad? This is their, their practice pool, maybe I can't tell if that's a practice pool or not. I think this is their practice pool because everyone looks like they're drowning as a team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what a water practice. polo looks like. I don't think I could I, I do a water polo game ever. Oh fuck no! Uh, no, oh, that's I a would immediately pool. drown. Yeah. Okay. Now kayak polo, I'm in too. I've seen people play that in person. That looks a lot of fun. Okay, we've got eight Grand Canyon hosting nine Florida Atlantic, uh, five TCU hosting twelve Stetson, seven LSU hosting ten Stanford. Okay. Six UCLA hosting eleven Cal Poly, uh, and then one USC, two Loyola Marymount, three Florida State. For Georgia State, this feels so we're, like we're some, heavily out west. This, this feels might like, be like some, volleyball. This is some volleyball yeah. bullshit. I can't tell if it's like it might be like women, like men's volleyball no. or beach volleyball. It's, I think this is, is. I know LSU has a beach volleyball team. Yeah, I know that too. Stetson. Yeah, Stetson would probably have. Yeah, because Stetson's in Florida. Uh, no. Yeah. Where's, where's Stetson? Stetson's in Florida. Right? in Alabama. I genuinely don't know. I think it's in Florida, right? It's in. Florida, yeah. Yeah. Stetson should be in Texas. Well, uh, Stetson got drafted by the Rams. This so. yeah, this feels this feels like volleyball. I, I could be convinced on beach volleyball on this, yeah. I, I feel I feel the beachiness. I feel the beachiness here. Is this um, beach vo- is this beach volleyball, Joey? Yes it is. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are much better at this than I expected, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we spend a bunch of time staring Just... into the abyss that is college sports. Yep. Yeah. For real. All sports is good sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. we love it. Uh, where should we go next? I'm excited that we're doing pretty good at this, guys. I'm legitimately yeah. excited that we're putting together very disparate actually, bits of knowledge. I, I mean, I'm, I'm living off the high of the field hockey. So that was I, yeah, oh, that yeah. was so fucking good. Did, that was beautiful. You pulled that one right away. And, yeah. I, and I just, I just had a conversation actually with my wife talking about, like, of all the sports that she did out in California, that like field hockey was not one of them. And that would make sense. Apparently, field hockey doesn't exist out west. Field hockey is extremely northeastern. And like I said earlier, I'm going to like expand on this very briefly, if you guys don't mind. Um, for whatever reason, it is very like south central PA to the point that the women's... So I went to the same high school as someone who was on the 2012 Olympic team. Um, she graduated a couple years ahead of me, but I was like, I remember watching it and being like, oh, I know her, kind of. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> But also the um, the women uh, like the U.S. Women's Olympic field hockey team, until relatively recently, trained at an athletics complex called Spooky Nook, um, which is like <laughs> half an hour from where I live. Sure. Um, Say it again. Say it again. It, yes, uh, Spooky Nook. It is spelled Spooky Nook, but if you pronounce it that way, everyone will immediately know that yeah, you it's are sp- it's a Spooky tourist. Nook. It's spooky well, Nook. That- did we ruin like a future Pennsylvania pronunciation town? I, I actually did not put that on the list because okay. I haven't thought of it. Okay. <laughs> it might have, I mean, it could have made it. I don't know. There's so many strong, strong ones left. <laughs> yeah. This one's a bit probably, it's got some more familiar schools. Oh. We've got eight Alabama hosting nine Northwestern. Imagine that playoff matchup. <laughs> Five Oklahoma hosting 12 Villanova. Pennsylvania shout out. Seven hey. UCLA hosting ten Clemson, six Virginia Tech hosting eleven UCF, one Florida State, two Arkansas, three Oklahoma State, four Arizona State. 
I don't know. Is this a stick bat sport? I feel like it could be women, uh, like softball, but I, but like Villanova though. Yeah, that's Vill- me off. Villanova is a good golf school. Ooh, women's mm. golf. I think Alabama's a decent golf school too. I mean, also shout out to the the U eleven women's golf team for winning the Sunbelt Conference Championship. Although, wait. Yeah. Didn't Joey specifically say that golf does not count as a team sport? Golf does not count as a team sport, right? He said okay. that. I that was in my that was in my preamble. Yes. Okay, it was. We 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 paid attention. Some, I didn't. Somewhat. Clearly. <laughs> Florida State. What's Florida State good at? That's always the question. Yeah, Florida State fans. Katie's going to be mad at me. Uh, geography. Mm, <laughs> He's going to be really mad now. Definitely going to be orienteering. But uh, Villanova and Oklahoma. Villanova, Oklahoma. We only have one real West Coast school here. No, no, we have one West Coast school. You still like Arizona State. You still like Arizona State. Mm. Swimming is not a team sport, right? Swimming is a team sport, but there are some schools that I would expect to see if it was yeah. swimming that I don't. I mean, I you would see ex- Stanford at a minimum. Stanford, yeah. Florida, Auburn, all of those I would expect to yeah. see. I don't. Yeah, Michigan. I'm running out of sports here. Yeah. It's not hockey. Definitely, no. not, definitely not hockey. I would, I would like, I would love to see the uh, UCF hockey team. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know they exist there in the ACHA, but I never, I never seen their jerseys. I bet they rule. Hockey jerseys are the best jerseys. The Oregon, like non NCAA, whatever hockey league they're in, is great. Their jerseys are great. Yeah, they're they're in the that, too. They use that yeah. giant, big, smiling puddles, and I fucking love it. Um, is this like, is this softball? No, because Oklahoma would be higher for softball. Yeah, you would think, right? I yeah, I it has like vaguely softball energy, but Northwestern feels wrong for that. Yeah, it does. And uh, I don't think Virginia Tech softball team is that good either. Uh, I'm going to go back to something you guys said earlier. I'm not going to say exactly what it is that is prompting this, mm-hmm. but I want you guys to remember that one of the rules of the uh, new FBS playoffs is the top four seeds have to be conference champions. Okay. Okay. ACC, SEC. So, so Oklahoma State would be the conference champion. Is this like right now? This is the most recent completed season. Okay. So no, definitely not softball because Oklahoma is number one. Yeah, UCLA would have been up there over okay. Arizona State. So this is a fall not softball. Sport. Um, this isn't wrestling, fall or winter sport. No, wrestling's not there. Um, wrestling's not a team sport. I believe he said that earlier. Okay. Tennis. Oh, I guess. Ooh, I'll I'll take tennis. Yeah. Final answer. Tennis. I'll say, uh, but what gender? I'm gonna say women's tennis. Women's. Yeah, yeah. sure. Women's tennis, Joey. So it's softball. Oh, okay. Uh, Oklahoma State and Arizona State, in fact, won their conference championships. Okay. They beat Oklahoma? I believe that was a major upset, and Oklahoma was still, like, seeded one as an at-large. But oh, okay. because of the new FBS format, they'd be uh, five. Okay. okay. Huh. Okay. Did it win it that year? Last year? Okay. Today I learned that Villanova is good at softball. Mm-hmm. They got the auto bid. Today I learned that Villanova is good enough at softball. That's yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do um, one more here because yeah, got, let's do one. I'm, trying, I'm trying We to... got we got some big, big information coming up later here. Okay. Where the fuck did it go? <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna pick a random one. I love that this. feeling. I love that feeling. <laughs> Where go? I'll play the one I was looking for after. Where he at? Apparently, I didn't save it in this uh, in this file in this thread. Okay, so we've got eight Miami of Florida. 
uh, hosting nine Oklahoma State, five Oregon State hosting twelve UC Santa Barbara. Spicy. Seven Texas A and M hosting ten Texas. Woo! Not rivals. Uh, six Virginia Tech hosting eleven UConn, and then the auto the uh, buys one Tennessee, two Stanford, three East Carolina, four North Carolina. Hmm. Indeed. This is not women's basketball. This feels like swimming. This feels a lot like swimming. Yeah. Yeah. This, I see a Stanford. But, I see an East but, Carolina. I like. But is swimming a team sport? I would expect to see more SEC schools so. than we currently have with swimming. Also, swimming is a team sport, right? Or yeah. no? Oh no, Joey oh, no. was swimming one of the ones that we said it was a team. Are, are you asking me if swimming is a team sport? Yes. Yeah. It is not. Okay. Okay. So okay. Not Never mind. Not swimming. Hey. Okay. So last year. Tennessee was the number one overall seed in baseball, men's baseball. Mm. Stanford, I think, was number two. Oregon State has good baseball. Miami has good baseball. This is is baseball. Yeah, I think think you're right. Okay. Okay. This is Is baseball. Uh, Yes, this is baseball. Give us the one. Give us the good one. Yeah, let's do the other one. All right, let's do another one. Time doesn't matter on this (laughs) podcast. We we can edit out half this shit. I don't. It's like being in. Yeah, we are actually a casino. Okay, we have. Nine Cal going to eight Washington. Oh God, we so many Ivies. <laughs> Twelve Virginia going to five Stanford. Ten Penn going to seven Brown. Eleven Syracuse going to six Princeton. And the auto the uh, buys are one Texas, two Yale, three Michigan, four BU. I know what this is. I know this, this has is. to be rowing. This, this has is women, to be this is women's rowing. This is women's yeah. rowing. Yeah, women's rowing. Because wow. men's is an NCAA sport. This is a, this is women's rowing. Hundred percent, it's women's rowing. Final Jeez. answer. Locked in. Oh, oh, he's he's done. He's spoken for us. So y'all are great at anticlimaxes. Yes. <laughs> Look, yep. everything about that bracket screams rowing. There's nothing else that only the Ivy League does. I mean, like Boston University is like right on that river in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they in their brochures, which I mm-hmm. I took two classes at Boston University for like my master's, and then I transferred because it was. It was ridiculously time consuming. Yeah. I wonder if those, like that's these, those are all money schools too. Like look at like look mm-hmm. at the money in those schools. I, I mean, I I lived next to uh, next to Boathouse Row on Kelly Drive in you, Philadelphia. Like, yeah. Do you think when somebody beats Texas in rowing, they drop the horns down on them? I fucking would. They should. Or, or I fucking down. would. A bunch oh. of Yale, a bunch of Yaleys just going like, "Fuck yeah!" Horns down. So, so this is the interesting thing. Rowing is is classified by the NCAA as a team sport. Swimming is not. Wrestling is not. What they classify as team sports and not team sports gets kind of weird. In in cases like tennis is not a team sport. Golf is not a team sport. Gymnastics is, right? No, gymnastics is an individual sport. Oh, okay. It is weird. Okay. Uh, I And I tried to throw you guys off. The two I didn't use were both hockeys. Yeah, that, well, those, okay. those, those would have been super obvious because of, because of non- because of non D one teams on there. Well, yeah. For 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 example, uh, the women's one had Minnesota Duluth yeah. and yeah. Saint Cloud State, and the men's one had. Well, the men's one actually had all D one schools, but had Kinnipiac. So you would know. Oh yeah, easy, easy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Joey. This was really fun. Yeah, that was fun. I was waiting to see WVU and know that it was rifle. <laughs> yeah, that would have been yeah. rifle an individual sport. Huh. Well, it's come to for that something time that they have so many team championships. That's so weird. It's come to that time in the episode. We're going to the best season of all time for teams who are below 500 all time. But so 500 at, and this is part 14 of 39. That's right. And guys, 
we get to talk about national champs this week. Yes. Woo! A national championship team. And it's something something that I believe all of us were alive for. I don't, Joey, were you nope. alive? Nope. God okay. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I have to check the show notes. What year are we talking about? 98. I was alive. I was yeah, alive. Okay. I was born in 99. God. All right. I, thought, I thought he was alive, but it ain't my fault. You know, I, you know, whatever. So we're going with the 1998 UMass Minutemen, the yes. FCS, FCS champions. Back then it was 1AA, which I kind of like 1AA because it makes it seem like a battery. But, <laughs> you know. If you ask me what is better, 1A and 1AA, I would say 1AA. Yeah. I mean,. You would think, right? It's like, hey, do you need double A or triple A batteries? For the longest time, I thought everything in baseball worked backwards because the NCAA ruined me. Yep. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, you, know, you got triple A baseball, double A baseball, and single A. Which... When I heard we were getting a single A team in Altoona before the curve, I was so excited. You mean you mean the Altoona pizzas? Did you see the rebranding? It's really cute. We're no, I did a hat. Oh, that's what that's what started the whole the whole, me, oh, me okay. on that today. Um. One sec, let me find you the... I wasn't on Twitter very much today. I, I feel like I picked a bad day to not really be on Twitter. No, you were good. They're, they're, they're temporarily branding as the Altoona Pizzas. Let me put the picture in the, the thing for you. With hotel pizza, I'm sure. Oh, yes. it's exactly what it is. And that's why I, I posted a big thing on Twitter about you. I specifically mentioned oh, no. you. I said I said that you you were someone who defends that pizza, and they were the, that was everyone saying like you should stop being friends with her. That's undefensible. I am gonna. I will if if that is in front of me, I will eat it. I will try it. I will Wait, do when it. Beth in the Discord is the logo. Do we know love when it. the Altoona Pizza game is? I love the 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 green pepper eyebrows. Yes, that's what it's great it for me. It's absolutely great. I didn't know it used to have texting this to everyone. I didn't know it used to have Velveeta. (laughs) It used to be Velveeta on top. They switched it to American slices. Wow. Uh, They're doing it. On sale now. uh, Slate of games, August 8th to August 13th. Marking my calendar. You guys all have to come up. The Altoona Pizza. You have have to. August what? 8th to the 13th. Oh, yeah. I I would want to come up just just because it's probably like. I will make make pizza. We will go. This will be great. So, Kamish, tell us about 98 UMass, or the other teams we want to mention, too. 1998 UMass. Um, I wanted to mention, and I was almost going to go with this as the best team of all time for teams who are below 500 of all time, the 1963 UMass team. Uh, I want to shout them out. They were 8-0-1. So, essentially, they were their only undefeated team I'm not going to count the 1899 team for UMass when they didn't have a coach and they were 2-0. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not counting that one. 1963 uh, team. You you mean 1889, by the way. 1889, even further back. They played they played Williston Academy twice. <laughs> Home and they away. They were 2-0. Yes. They, they beat Williston. They ain't played nobody but Williston. <laughs> and that same year, Yale was 15-1. <laughs> yes. So football uh, was so stupid for so long. And still it was is. great. It was amazing. So I wanted to shout them out. I was almost going to go with them as the best team, you know, but I fought you, I fought you on this one, but you fought me because you're like, Hey, they won a national championship. And I'm like, all right, you know, you national, cha- national championship will, will trump an undefeated season. I'll say that. So we'll, I, think we'll go so. I think so. I think I so. so. I think so. So I want to give a shout out to the, at the curse of you, 
uh, for providing a ton of information on 1998 UMass. They provided so much information about the team. They wrote up a bunch for us and it's just gracious for them to do that. There's also a, a link of articles that I plugged in there. If you want to click on that, it's just basically after they won the national championship. There was a lot of crazy like articles that in some good quotes after the game. That's great. So there was some, some good stuff to go check out. So 1998, which, you know, Joey was not alive for God, in this situation. What was uh, it like? It was like, oh, it was great. I, it, I think it was my junior year of high school. So, uh, you know, eighth, definitely eighth, eighth grade, eighth grade, my old, my old ass self here, uh, junior in high school. 1998 was a magical year for me personally. You know, Master P was taking over No Limit music scene with Make yeah. Toronto say, Raptors legend. Make him say, uh, Percy Miller, the Toronto Raptors legend. He had Mystical with that It Ain't My Fault. So 98 had some great music, and we'll probably try to weave a little bit of that lovely music into the 1998 season here. Yeah. This is directly from The Curse of You. Uh, the 1998 season for UMass football was magical. Coming off a 2-9 and nine record in 1997. Holy shit. That's right. They were 2-9 <laughs> and nine the year before, and they turned that shit all the way the fuck around to fucking win the FGS championship. Yes. The next oh, year. Yeah. Holy shit. First year head coach Mark Whipple. Yes. <laughs> took a UMass wow. squad, and he turned things around with a remarkable 12-3, and 6-2 conference record. They lifted, him from, they lifted him from Brown. They, he was Brown's head coach forever. Yes. Their defensive coordinator was the first year Don Brown. Yes. UMass defensive coordinator. God. Their three losses were versus top 15 1AA teams by a combined seven points. Close wow. games. Close games are a thing of UMass's 1998 season, uh, which kind of fits with the number one hit of 1998 the highest charting song by next too close without the sexual innuendo of course mm -hmm. so hey uh, uh, uh hey pink girl you you do love mark whipple right hey kenny he, pickett was he crafted your boy he did he well he helped he helped we're not going to give him full credit he wasn't there the whole time but he did help so umass uh, they defeated the number two seed Northwestern State, the Demons, Morcocho references here. Mm -hmm. They went to Nagadish. <laughs> the U, Coach O being in Massachusetts, I don't, I don't know if I could do that accent. I think you'd oh, die. God. Yeah, you tried to drop drop all those a long A's with the, the grumble. I'm not sure. I'm going to park my car and have it. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh. Got to park my car. What? What a Red Sox game. That's Axe. Oh, God. I'm going somewhere really wrong with this. Never mind. My mama said you got to get all that clam chowder up in there. <laughs> no, oh, God. All right. The Curse of You came up with some fun facts of the season. When Coach Whipple got the head coaching job at UMass, he stated in his introductory press conference they were going to win the national championship in Chattanooga. He called his shot? He called his shot. What? Swag. Yes. Like, hey, I just took over a two and nine team. And, and we're fucking winning the national championship this year because I'm here with Don Brown. And the game, the national championship that year, the game was in Chattanooga instead of Frisco. He brought his spread offense to UMass and he called it Whiplash. Ooh, love it. 
That's good branding. I really, I, I, I hunted through like the UMass papers to try to see if they had like a bad graphic of Whiplash, and I really wish I want I a could, shirt. I, I seriously, I want like a '90s, like 1990s, like branded shirt logo with like Whiplash on it. That wasn't no, no, no. That was barbed wire with Pamela Anderson, but uh, I, I could see her in a horrible '90s movie. Oh, called yeah. Whiplash. Yes, done. That 1998 season, the UMass team played in nine different states, and they played in Louisiana twice. What? So Kobe, were, they in, were they in a conference? Yes, they were. So they were in a conference at the time. They were in something called uh, the Atlantic 10 Conference. Okay. So, hey. Yeah. A 10. The A 10. All right. Yeah, it was it was all over the place. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, to be fair, Massachusetts is not the most state, and so it is fairly easy to drive out of it and end up in another one. Oh, yeah. So, like, a game in Rhode Island, a game in Connecticut. Okay. In Delaware, yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, but they played in Louisiana twice. So, I mean, they're, you know, you're crossing a lot of states there. Uh, the defensive coordinator, that it was Don Brown, who was the current head coach. He, he typed in hashtag, yeah, buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, the UMass current defensive coordinator, Keith Dudzinski, was the defensive line coach for the 1998 season. So Coach Whip, for short, Coach Whip, mm-hmm. uh, he had inherited a team that needed a quarterback and wide receivers. Coach Whip found a JUCO quarterback, Todd Bankhead, from Palomar College, which is, is near San Diego. So he, he found a quarterback from clear across the country. Jesus. And, and talked him into coming to Amherst. Uh, it's like, hey, you know, you're in San Diego. You wanna you wanna come to dreary Western Massachusetts, the place of football? <laughs> and he said yes. Todd Bankhead threw for almost four thousand yards with thirty-four TDs and rushed for seven touchdowns during that nineteen ninety-eight season. Back in nineteen ninety-eight, one double A had this rule that if you were able to get a, a FBS player to transfer down to one double A, they did not have to sit out a year. So Coach Whip took advantage of this. He got a wide receiver from SMU. He also grabbed uh, a high school speedster named Adrian Zullo. His only offer to play in college football was was from UMass. And the freshman wound up getting eight touchdowns that season. Jesus. That, that reminds me. Do you know who's who all else had one offer coming out of high school and it was UMass? Stetson Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was recruited by Middle Tennessee. They did a graphic jersey on that. Oh, they, well, UMass also did one. Okay. Oh, God. Yes, yes. Don't forget the Blue Raiders here. Uh, also, that that quarterback, by the way, uh, uh, what was his name again? Bankhead. Yes. He uh, did a stint with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yes. Two thousand. Let's take a look at the UMass schedule here. It's kind of weird. UConn and UMass. They actually played twice this year because Boston University dropped football in 1997 and both yeah. teams needed a game at the last second. So one was a normal game and one was an actual conference game. And they lost both of them. Unfortunately, they lost both <laughs> to UConn. Not, win uh, the national title, lose to your rival twice. Oh, God, that's a rough Everything one. about this tracks, though. This is so the most rough. UMass so you could rough. ever possibly be. Is UMass Auburn North? Yeah, like could be. Oh God. So let's go over the schedule here, and yeah. I've kind of like laid out some 1998 songs to go along with the schedule here. 
Okay. Uh, In honor of our CFL boy, I have the Canadian charts up as well. Good. Done. All right. So before the season started, the the song of the summer was Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine. That's a great song. Yeah. It was also here. That's a great song. That's right. So uh, once that season, that song went away, uh, they lost to Delaware their first game of the season. Number three ranked Delaware. They lost 33-30 in Delaware, in Newark, Delaware. Uh, then they went to to Richmond. They beat the Spiders 22-17. Last minute, cardiac Minutemen. They had one of their biggest wins of the season at home against Buffalo. Then they went to number five Hofstra, and they beat Hofstra by scoring 40 points in the second half. They won 40 40 to 35. So they were down 12 nothing at (laughs) halftime. And I don't know what the hell happened in halftime in Hofstra Stadium in Hempstead, New York, but the Minutemen put up 40 points. In front of a crowd of 5,000. That's right. Maybe the Wagner people were there. So during this time frame of those games, so uh, Richmond, Buffalo, and Hofstra, the number one hit was I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. By oh, Aerosmith. That's a classic. That's right. I Don't Want to Close was, My Eyes. Uh, it was similar in similar vein. Canada was rocking uh, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, also a great one. Also, good choice. Good 99. Oh, you got the Canadian charts up. Love this yeah, chart. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, once it hit October 3rd, and then they went in October 10th, I'm sorry. October 3rd was Hofstra. October 10th was uh, James Madison. They played them at, at home and basically almost blew a lead to James Madison. And they tipped away a two point conversion to tie the game to send the game OT, and they won 28 26. During that time, the first night by Monica. Again, I don't get down on the first night. Again, which she was all over the 1998 charts. Yeah. Yes. This, uh, is 90, this is so 98. So 98. The first night uh, by Monica was the number one hit. We, we got in Canada here. Uh, crush by Jennifer Page. Oh, okay. also a great song. Oh, wow. It's, okay. It's just a little crush. Uh, and, and, Not like I faint every time we touch. That's right. There we go. At least you know the song, even though you weren't alive. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's an it's an oldie but a good yeah. but a good i think that's just that looks so paint i'm sorry Beth. you guys want to hear something on the oldies radio station up here the other day I played some 41 oh, oh, God. oh. i'm gonna just oh. jump out a window oh. Oh. this is dumb and stupid and i hate it linear time is dumb and stupid it was a mistake all right at this point they have made it up into the rankings they are. They were 24 when they went to play James Madison. Now they're number 18. They are going to play their rival UConn uh, at Stores, Connecticut, uh, in Memorial Stadium. So, like, UConn was not even playing in Rentschler Field at the time. Mm-hmm. So, October 17th, they nearly had a comeback, uh, but they lost 44-41 to UConn. Their kicker missed two field goals and an extra point in this game. Oh no! Which they oh, probably, no. they probably oh, would have won this game. Uh, they probably would have won this game, but there was kind of like some crazy kicking there. And and this loss, the number one hit during this loss, uh, was one week by the Bare Naked Ladies. It's been uh, that's a cl- again a classic, a banger. Banger. Right. <laughs> you know how the Bare Naked Ladies are Canadian? Yes. 
Crush was still the number one single. It's been. <laughs> uh, drop a picture of Memorial Field in the chat for you guys. Oh, it's not God. great. Oh, uh, no. Are you telling me that Stores Connecticut is not great? Yeah, Scenic Stores. Scenic Stores. Uh, the, it's okay. The picture they have on Wikipedia is actually worse. Oh, Experience God. Stores. It's 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 worse because it's just the stands and the stands look like they're going to kill someone. Oh. I've seen I've seen high school stadiums that looked less dangerous than that. If you ask me what sport this yeah. was, I would say it was a horse track. Legion yep. Field probably looks less dangerous than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Yikes. All right. I see why they play in Menchler Field yeah, yep. on an abandoned airfield. But yes. It's uh, pretty nice. I've been there. Yeah, you went last year. I wanted to go, but, you know, things It would happen. be very hard. I mean, it would be very hard to put a Cabela's next to this. We're going back. They They beat number 22 Villanova. 36-26, which is kind of like one of their biggest wins of the year. Then they're at New Hampshire. They beat New Hampshire 27-26. Oh, then, then, then at Rhode Island, they survive. Uh, Rhode Island, again, it's 23-13. Then home to Maine. So they're home against Maine, and they probably blew out Maine for their biggest win of the year. So, they're saving up all their points for the and, deadly Maine Black Bears. And they're That's floating right. up, and they float up in the top 10. They won that one 55-34, and they are in the top 10. Hell yeah. Then they got to play UConn again. This time, <laughs> it counts for real. And it's at McGurk Stadium, McGurk Alumni Stadium in Massachusetts. They lose to UConn 28-27. Oh, my God. <sighs> they oh, fall my God. That's so just awful. short. They fall just short there. So in the time frame, they lost to UConn. The number one hit, Monica regained the number one spot with the first night. I don't get down on the first night. From October 24th through November 7th. And then once they hit number 10, uh, November 14th, it was Lauren Hill with Doo-Wop, That Thing. Guys, you know you better watch out. Hey, banger. Miseducation yeah. of Lauren Hill, yeah. banger album. Yes. Absolute banger album. Oh, yeah. It was a sweetest thing by you two at the time. So we, we had the lo- we had the short end of the stick there. Joey, oh, Joey, is an album is this thing they used to sell that had a bunch of songs in it by once, and usually they were mostly crap, but there were like three that were good on each one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a, I'm gonna say a sentence that'll make you feel bad for that oh. little remark there. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I I wanted to start collecting CDs, and someone asked me why I wanted to start collecting vintage media. Hey. See, I was just about to flame Jordan for this explainer because people buy vinyl now. Yeah, it's true. People buy now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joey, do you, do you know how to burn a CD? I do know how to burn a CD because okay. I was very techie as a child. So okay. when I was like three years old, I was burning Simple Plan CDs. There you go. I was used as child labor for my dad making audio mix CD, Christmas music mixes, mix CDs instead of Christmas cards. Yep. Love it. That's so. a, for that's a little while, a, I, I used to put them on zip disks for a little while, uh-huh. but. 2003 me just sitting there in front of a tower from 1999 burning mm-hmm. cds um, Hill's a great album. God, it's- that was the last game of the regular season so they they dropped from number 12 uh, i'm sorry number seven they dropped from number seven to number 12 they wound up being the 11th seed out of 16 teams in the one double a playoffs this caused them to go to lake charles to fe- face the mcneese state cowboys and cowboys stadium in Lake Charles, Louisiana. ULM, I'm sorry, not ULM, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, oh, we're no, no. We're going to probably. Third have to... team entering the building. Yeah, ULM comes in there. No, uh, McNeese State, they are the big favorites here. UMass gets out to a giant lead, 21 nothing, 
in the second quarter. And they hold on for dear life against the Cowboys. They hold on for dear life, and they barely win the game 21-19 to survive at Lake Charles with a big upset. So after that, they survive, and then they, they get to play another team that upset somebody in the round before. They're playing Lehigh. But number 13, the 13 Lehigh? Lehigh. So they're a higher seed than than UMass. So And so it's funny because Lehigh snuck by Richmond. Yes. In the first round, who who UMass had already blown out? Yeah. Well, UMass barely beat Richmond. Barely beat them, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a theme in, in this UMass season. They they I'll get the stats later on this oh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's re- all these are real close ones. There's a lot of close ones, which, you know, again, the song next, too close. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very close in, in all these games here. So they beat Lehigh 27 21, and they advance to the semifinals of the 1AA, where they got to go all the way to Northwestern State in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Don Brown's eating some Natchitoches meat pies. Coach Whip is taking them there to Turpin Stadium there. To face the demons. Natchitoches. Natchitoches. Yeah, right. I just lost that. <laughs> Nasty Tookus. Nasty Tookus. That's right. So they get out to, uh, they fight, fight back to beat Northwestern State. They beat them 41-31 for a rather comfortable win. Amazingly, the folks that they beat, that, that they lost to twice, the UConn Huskies, go down to the one seed and they get beat up by one seed Georgia Southern. They could have had to play UConn a third time. If UConn for the one double A title, if UConn would have beat Georgia Southern, but Georgia Southern was unbeaten, unblemished, a 14 and 0 machine coming into the one double A title game versus the lowly, 11 seed UMass. Like, 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 let's be real clear here about Georgia Southern going into this game. They destroyed everyone. Yep. Like, they, they, they had a few close games. And by close, I mean they were then, like, five or six. Yeah. But otherwise, it was massacres. Yeah, I think, like, Georgia Southern only had, there was one one-possession game, two one-possession games. They only had two one-possession games all year. And their 14-0 game. Everybody they beat by pretty much double digits every single time or even worse. So Georgia Southern was an absolute machine. The heavy underdog, UMass Minutemen, had to fight against the Georgia Southern Eagles. And this was just one thing that was just an absolutely amazing game. UMass, again, I'm just going to go over their season here. I, I like to call them the Magic Minutemen. I know it's not like technical, but UMass, nine of their 15 games were one possession games. That's, that's too close. And if it wasn't a one, if there wasn't a one possession game, right? Three of those were at least, were were like 10 points, less than 10 points. God, I've, I've followed a football team like this and it's not for a pleasant Mm -hmm. season. This is not made for a pleasant season. This is like absolute torture for them. God. And I can't imagine what they had to go through here. In the playoffs, until the championship game, uh, it was thank you by Alanis Morissette. So, (laughs) oh, not not the not the good album. Okay, yeah, the the number one other one. The number one song uh, at the time was something with R. Kelly and Celine Dion. 
Nope. And, and I, nope. I've, nope. 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 I'm kind of like pigeonholed this one from the memory. It was. It was. Thank you by Alanis Morissette. Yep. That's. Thank, thank you. you well, India. That's thank right. You, thank you, proud. And then. Uh, yeah. Not the best I, album. And then after the championship game, like the next day, it was torn by Natalie Imbruglia. That's oh. a great song. That's a great one. Which apparently that that's a cover of something too. So. It is. Yeah. So this Georgia Southern team, by the way, their leading rusher was Adrian Peterson, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who played a long ass time for the Chicago Bears and yep. like had a huge career. Like this was a stacked Georgia Southern team. Very stacked. So this Georgia and Southern Adrian team. And Adrian Peterson, not the Adrian Peterson. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> and Ohio State University. So this game was played in Chattanooga, which apparently it was rainy the night before. Heavy rain, so the field was rather wet. In the 1998 1AA Championship game, 11 seed UMass taking on the powerhouse Georgia Southern. The Paul Johnson-led Georgia Southern team. I was about to get to that. Paul Johnson was the head coach. Amazingly, Coach Don Brown's defense created six fumbles. That's Six fumbles. One guy... For UMass, Cole Ayai recovered three different fumbles, and he also had an interception. So Georgia Southern had seven turnovers in this championship game. That's incredible. What the curse of you says, having a juggernaut turn the ball over that many times, a dumb, and then UMass dominating the run game with Marcel Ship, which he ran for just a ton of yards that season. He had over 2,400 yards, 18 rushing TDs, and four receiving TDs. Basically, just they were able to just put up tons of points in winning the championship game. Marcel Ship ran for 244 yards in that game with Holy two touchdowns. Shit. Wow. The Minutemen the Minutemen actually kind of won this one a little bit comfortably in the championship That's... game. They won fifty-five to forty-three. Oof. So <laughs> that was huh. like a twelve point game probably felt like the largest lead in the world for UMass at, at that time. But Georgia Southern turning the ball over seven times in that game <laughs> allowed uh, UMass to take advantage of it and just take the one AA title and basically become UMass's best team of all time. I was able to find some things here. Uh, there's an archive of the UMass paper for 1998 articles. It was crazy because the first article that I see the first ad that I see, it says test pilot, the new Gillette Mach three razor. And I was like, I was like, that can't be that old. Right. I was just like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm currently using like a Mach five, mm-hmm. like razor. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember the SNL skit where it was just like the Mach 24. They just kept adding blades to it. You're yeah. also, you're burying the lead. There's also a prize on there. You can either win a BMW Mach um, <clears throat> M3 or an original PlayStation with both of the DualShock controllers. Oh, <laughs> priorities. Only yeah, one of you can play Spyro no the Dragon at once, though. Yes. I have a buddy who, uh, he he, had, he got like an, an imported Mercury, and in the back he installed a PlayStation 2, and I, I think that's the coolest ride I've ever seen. He pimped his own ride? Yes, he did. Amazing. So I, I threw in a bunch of newspaper articles because... This is just amazing how the the newspaper couldn't it didn't seem to believe what was happening. <laughs> like the articles are just like I wait you all up uh, I'm sorry <laughs> I keep seeing oh I see U M and I want to put an L in there 
So like the newspaper does UM and I'm like, it's UMass. But like the newspaper does UM and I want to throw an L in there and I apologize to you, UMass fans. You know, they, they offset Hofstra in a comeback, which again, 40 points in the second half. They were able to tip a ball away to avoid using, uh, losing to James Madison. There's so many different things that the Minutemen kept doing. Like they would either get out to a big lead and hold on to dear life, or they would fall behind and somehow magically rally and win the game. So this, even though it's like a magical season, this had to be like the most stressful season. <laughs> I can't. This had oh to God. be the most stressful season ever to do this. Ulcers and, all the way down. Like, there's no matter what was going on, Don Brown basically just like, I, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but it, it was amazing. But also, I wanted to mention one thing. The UConn uh, coach at the time that they played, uh, Skip Holtz. Huh. <laughs> wow. I forgot that he was there for a while. Yeah. It's just, you tripped down memory lane. So... I- I would just like to say uh, I was skimming through here trying to find another article and I found a article that's, that calls the, it's called Star Trek Insurrection, new Star Trek epic, the best since Wrath of Khan. I don't think Insurrection has held up to history that well, guys. I don't think it's held up that well. <laughs> there was an article about them reviewing a Marilyn Manson album. They're like, well, it's the same stuff again. <laughs> and, and then they were like, Pearl Jam, they're still alive. And I'm like, oh God, what is going on here? I can't read this. It was kind of painful to go back down memory lane for this, uh, just just doing this. Oh, but I, looking at all the songs, it was truly madly deeply. Nineteen ninety eight. Fucking hate you so much. Seriously, like all the stuff was like, I mean, junior prom. I'm dancing to Casey and JoJo all my life. I hey, very bad. You can, you can trash talk truly madly deep, y'all. Truly madly deeply, all you want. The. Uh, Video of the of the English guys in the bar chanting that song got me through COVID. It did help out. Uh, hey, listen, that's one of the best albums ever to just throw random Sailor Moon gifts to. <laughs> Jordan knows it's true. Yeah, I do. Actually, I, I Jordan's really- absolutely seen the one with Break Me, haven't you? Yeah, I actually, haven't you? I absolutely have. Yeah. Oh, I'm so just throwing like, me back some it, places. Is it like Sailor Jupiter to be like, ooh? I want you. I don't know if I need yeah, you. But... It's, a lot, it's a lot of that. God, that was so. Oh God, All I'm this, flashing this, back. This nineteen, <laughs> this nineteen ninety eight music was crazy to go down. And I wanted to see what were the, the number like one songs at the time, but there was getting jiggy with it. Uh, the, classic, <laughs> a classic, like Usher's "My Way." <laughs> nice. I mean, just the you know when anybody puts a sports highlight to the Titanic music. This was the year of the Titanic music. Yes. My heart will go on was, was there. I mean, again, I mentioned the, the, the No Limit stuff, which, you know, was, was crazy in New Orleans. And, you know, it ain't my fault that we went that way. Even the Master P hit, I got the hookup. Holly, <laughs> if you hear me, I know, I know Jordan knows Master P rap very, very well. And that, that that cinematic masterpiece, I got the hookup, where Master P was selling burner cell phones. Okay, guys. I think that's all we got for tonight. <laughs> I need to not stare into the abyss some more. I need to sleep. God help me. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. I got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs>